When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com for more information. You can listen to us here on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM 80, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, the ESPN app, and of course on ESPNU. Uh, yeah, there was some drama around these parts yesterday here at the Seaport. Just a little bit. Uh, we There was a lot of people here the last couple of days. Uh, the McAfee show was here, which was awesome, hanging out and doing the you show. You felt the here. way about everything being kind of crowded. And, well, I tried to. Here's you know, what happened. Here's why I see all the people in the green yeah, room. Here's why you felt the way about that. Well, here's the thing. There's so after the show, a lot of times we walk back to the, the makeup room where our great hair and makeup team is to mm-hmm. do the wipe off and everything like that. And... Like, literally, I had to, like, crawl in between people, and I couldn't get back there. And then so I was walking back from there, and I gave Cece the warning. I'm like, be careful when you get back there. There's 8,000 people there, and normally it's not as busy. Now, I didn't realize in the moment, oh, Rogers is coming in, too, so you have to have the setups and security and everything like that, which was great. He was here with McAfee, and they did some funny things with Stephen A, looking all jacked, which is awesome. But then he reacted to what was going on in sports and specifically the reporting, the great reporting by Diana Rossini of The Athletic that Zach Wilson may not want to play much more, if at all, for the New York Jets and the reporting that was out there. And Aaron Rodgers went on with Pat McAfee and, um, well, he's not happy with the continuous leaks with his organization. I think that uh, that if, if that's journalism now, if you're going to use sources and whoever that, I want to say the F word now, whoever that person is that that thinks it's okay, number one, to talk to anybody like that. I don't understand what you get out of that, number one. But number two, um, what do you? What is your impetus? What is your motivation to try and bury someone like that? Um, and that's a problem with the organization. You know, we need to get to the bottom of whatever this is coming from and put a stop to it privately uh, because... There's no place in in a winning culture where, and there's been. This is not the only time. There's been a bunch of other leaks. Big that, city, that a lot of out. reporters. I get it. A lot of friends. I get it. They're not your friends. No, yeah, they're not your friends. Yeah, what? friends. They're not your friends. Even if they are, like, is that really what you want to be about? You want to be about using someone in the media yes. to leak stuff to, uh, in order for what? To get them to put your name out there for a job, or if you're a player, to get you a write up something. I think it's chicken. Um, at its core, and and uh, you know, I think it has no place in in a winning organization to be to be a source on, especially not if you're going to assassinate somebody's character, and, and especially not when it's someone that I really love and care about, like Zach Wilson. A couple of things there. First of all, he didn't refute the fact that Zach Wilson expressed that he didn't want to play to several people within the organization, which I think is telling in and of itself. Like Zach Wilson, we get it. He's not going to be a part of the Jets long term, and so why, as a player, would you want to subject yourself? to being behind that offensive line and being on a team that's going nowhere. I get it. It can only hurt your free agency when, when people see how poorly you're going to play under the given circumstances. So there's that part of it. But then to the second part where Aaron Rodgers is asking the question about what there is to be gained by somebody leaking that information about Zach, it's simple. Somebody pointing the finger at Joe Douglas so all of the heat – on what's happened over the last five games and them being on a five-game losing streak doesn't fall on them. So the heat 
from the rest of the regular season and all the losing that they're going to do with their remaining five games doesn't fall on them. This is, this is the perfect example of CYA right now. That's what happens in the National Football League. Smalls, when you have the expectations that the Jets did and then through your first 12 games you end up with a 4-8 and eight record and a historically bad offense, an offense that we haven't seen the likes of in 30 years, an offense that has the fewest touchdowns scored through the first 12 games, I think it's 10 or fewer uh, it's absolutely ridiculous how bad this offense is. And so somebody has to be the blame for that. And and that is going to be the person that's held accountable, presumably, in the offseason. So I guess that's when you start to have all of this information being leaked out there in the ether. It's people trying to protect their job security, trying to protect their station, not only with the Jets, but also league-wide. I just shuddered a little bit because we put up the graphic on the television side and the Jets are keeping company with the 2011 Rams as far as offensive production is concerned. And trust me, I lived through that. That's brutal. So you got to go back to the 93 Bengals, the last time you had an offense score 10 touchdowns or fewer through the first 12 games. That's how far back you got to go. 1993 Bengals. Do you remember what the Bengals were back like in 93? I'm trying to think without looking it up. That would have been after Boomer, right? Or yeah, was it Boomer? That was, that was after Boomer, yeah. Who was the quarterback of the 93 Bengals? I don't want to look it up. That's the point. Jeff Blake? That's the point. Could he have been the quarterback of the 93 Bengals? By the way, that would also— Was it Kramer? <laughs> Kramer? No, it was George. Um, anyway, <laughs> so here's the thing. That soundbite would indicate Aaron Rodgers has never confided in, spoken to, leaked to the media in his entire career. I'm supposed to believe that a guy that's almost played 20 years in the NFL has never utilized the media. He is the media. Right. And now he he is is the the media. media. Exactly. Now he's part of a show, which is awesome that he's part of a show. We love that he's part of a show. But he is part of the media. He can deny it all he wants. He is part of the media. But I'm even saying, Smalls, pre when every athlete and every person had the ability to have their own platform, I'm supposed to believe that it never, at any point during his Green Bay Packers career, never early on when Brett Favre was there in Green Bay – Never did he talk to a member of the media to try to get a message out there. He's never done that? I think I the, mean, come on. The odds are pretty unlikely come that on. never once he said something that he would like to be kept off the record that or or maybe something that he wanted to say anonymously without going on Give a big platform a like McAfee. But that that's the problem with all of this, right? Is that he is the media now. If you're getting any monetary uh extracurriculars from your hits on in the media, you are part of the media. You're not just a guest on the media. You are a part mm. of the media, right? What? No, I just looked up the 93 Bengals. Sorry. Who was it? Klingler. David Klingler. David Klingler. Okay. Jay Schrader was there and oh Eric Wilhelm. God. Now oh I'm fascinated by this team. Oh, my God. You can speak. I'm going to focus on the 93 Bengals. Oh, I can. Bengals. Thank you. Don't. Thank you so much. Please don't. Please don't focus <laughs> on the 93 Bengals. The, pro- the problem with this is, is that Aaron Rodgers is – the singular leader on this Jets team, or yep. he should be. He has so much influence on this team. We have seen it when he was healthy and playing. We have seen it when he's not on the equation on the field. If you are upset that members of your team are talking to the media and you don't like how this is being played out, then why don't you lead by example and say, you know what, I'm going to just submit a statement to Pat McAfee and say that because I'm the leader of this team and I don't like that people are talking to the media, I'm not going to talk to the media anymore. Yeah, but he's not going to do that because he's a narcissist. 
and he loves the attention, Smalls. You know that. But you can't point fingers at others and say, I don't like that you're talking to the media when you're talking to the oh, media. Oh, sure you can. Aaron Rodgers is going to be hypocritical. I mean, we've seen it time and time again with him. It, it, it's about him, and I guess that's the whole point if you're the Jets. You were desperate enough as a franchise to get in bed with this guy, knowing the circus that he created in Green Bay, one of the – model examples of stability in the NFL, turned it into a circus his last couple of years because he didn't like the fact that they drafted Jordan Love, his successor. He didn't like the fact that he was staring at his career mortality in a Packers uniform and he had no control over it. That's the kind of person that Aaron Rodgers is. So I'm not surprised that he's going to talk out of both sides of his mouth, that he's going to criticize the organization for leaks, meanwhile doing a weekly with the Pat McAfee show and creating more news and creating more controversy by the interview, I I am not shocked that this is the version of Aaron Rodgers that we're seeing when things hit the fan. And that was what I anticipated. When they made this trade, I said it is going to be spectacular in 2023, either in a good way or in a bad way. Mm -hmm. There was never going to be any middle ground with this. Either the Jets were going to be a double-digit win team and go on a deep playoff run, or they were going to be a double-digit loss team, and it was going to implode. And we're dealing with the latter. Now that we're here, if you're Woody Johnson – If you're their team president, you have to assess whether or not running it back in 2024 actually makes sense given where your franchise is at. And I would argue that it doesn't. Uh, There aren't a lot of times where you're going to be drafting in the top 10 in a quarterback-rich draft. You should take advantage of the lost season, the misfortune of the Rodgers injury, four snaps into the season. You've got the sixth pick right now. It's probably going to be higher because your team is going to continue to do losing down the stretch. Take advantage of it and take one of these quarterbacks. I get it. You still got Aaron Rodgers under contract, so you can still hold on to what it could be in the 2024 season. But this is the time that you take back some control of your organization. It can't just be blindly doing whatever Rodgers wants. It has to be about making sure that you have an alternative at the quarterback position if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt again next year, or if Aaron Rodgers is in the final season of his NFL career in 2024, you've got somebody you can transition to. I get it. It's going to be uncomfortable for Aaron Rodgers. It's almost as if you've got somebody that's living in the house when you're renovating it, but if Aaron Rodgers doesn't like it, then that's Aaron Rodgers' business. But we did everything we were supposed to do on the front end when it came to this trade, gave him everything he wanted. It didn't work out. It's not as if we're moving on, but we do want to have an option to transition after you're gone. It just makes sense. So Diana Rossini from The Athletic was the person that initially reported the information about Zach Wilson that really nobody has refuted at all. They've just kind of added to the story and talked around the story. And she was a guest yesterday from The Athletic on The Michael K Show, 98.7 ESPN in New York. He's mad at the Jets right now that – Something like this that can make a player look bad would even be given to reporters. And that reflects the state of the team. And I think right now everyone's trying their best to try to figure out, was it a player? Was it a coach? Was it a trainer? Was it somebody that works in security? I can just tell you that it was multiple people that are very aware because the entire building has been aware of this. For over a week now that Zach Wilson has had reluctance to wanting to go back in there. He's expressed it openly. And from his side of it, maybe he has a right to stand up for himself because of the fear of being injured. He knows he's not going to be with the New York Jets once he was benched. And I understand from his perspective of why he was perhaps 
contemplating going back in there. But then, of course, you have that other side. You know, the Jets wanted Aaron Rodgers to talk to him, coach him up a little bit because they need him. In their opinion, Zach Wilson is the best quarterback in that building at this moment, and they want to put him back in there. So let me translate, not that Diana needs translation, that's not what I'm saying, but let me translate the journalism part of this, right? And I don't claim to be a journalist as much as a talk show host entertainer type, right? The journalism part of this and why she is so great at what she does is, let's just say she talks to an agent of a free agent and, and the agent says to her, Chris Canty is interested in potentially playing for the Giants. You don't need a second or third source on that. What she just told you is, oh, you don't believe this report? I had countless sources because you're instructed in like journalism school, at least two sources for every story like this. She just basically said it wasn't one. It was everyone that was feeding her this information that she wasn't asking for that they were saying, can you believe this happened? This is not a debatable story as to whether or not Zach Wilson was thinking about not playing. So really quickly, God, I know we're up against a break. Is this – the organization in a roundabout way greasing the skids for what's to come and potentially moving on from Joe Douglas and keeping Rob Sala and Nathaniel Hackett? Could, could that be what we're seeing? If she's getting this from multiple people inside of, said. inside of the building, is that what this thing is setting it up for? Because that's what it feels like. The only reason you would want this information out there is because it ends up being an indictment, not just on Zach Wilson, but the guy that drafted Zach Wilson and Joe Douglas. So is that what's about to happen? Because that would, in effect, allow you to keep Rob Sala and Nathaniel Hackett, two people that Aaron Rodgers is fond of, that would allow you to keep the coaching staff intact by scapegoating the general manager. That would give the fans their pound of flesh. Oh, for sure. I think there's an interesting angle there. What's the motive of going to someone like Diana, who you know is an outstanding reporter, and giving her this information. Is it, as you said, a CYA situation where you're trying to point the finger at somebody else and say, I'm not responsible for this? Or is it people just so frustrated with Zach Wilson or the state of what's happening that they're venting to her? I don't know. It's I think motive is a big deal here. Any way you cut it, it's not a good situation. And <laughs> as, uh, I didn't need anyone to confirm or deny once Diana Rossini puts it out there, but her report is right. That is blatantly obvious because nobody has actually denied, including Rodgers, that the quarterback of the team had apprehension as to whether or not he was going to play football the rest of the season. Coming up, I promise you, Zach Wilson will not be a part of our next conversation. MVP finalists, can we name them? Subject to change? We'll do that coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. 
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Swoman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We're going to get into the conversation about the MVP in the NFL. The Heisman finalists were released, so why not do our version for the NFL MVP finalists? I like which, it. Which, by the way, could change in an hour. I just want to point that out <laughs> to the finalists. Uh, but first, let's talk with Derek in Oklahoma, listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Derek? Hey, good morning. Um, first time caller of the show. I just want to weigh in on this Aaron Rodgers debacle. And, CC, um, you made a good point about drafting a quarterback. And I want to just, just make a couple points real quick. So, if I was a general manager of Green Bay, they should have cut their losses a long time ago, I, with dragging this thing out when it came to Aaron Rodgers. You cannot have someone that doesn't have the credentials. You have one Super Bowl. Are we sure that he's even the, the best quarterback in Green Bay history, and you just gave the form for him, or whatever the case may be, right? So, and now he's going to do it again. So if you draft a quarterback, he's going to do it again. Like, I'm a firm believer when people show you who they are, you believe them. And Aaron Rodgers has shown you that he's going to do that time and time again. Now he's blaming the media and this whole media circus. I'm I'm just over this guy. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. Uh, listen, saying – Asking the question, is he even the best quarterback in Packers history, is like saying, are you the best center in Lakers history? You're comparing yourself yeah. to <laughs> so many Bart Starr and Brett Favre. It's yeah. not to right. you know Tim Boyle, right, who was a Packer quarterback. So I don't know if that part of it is fair. Here's where I disagree on they should have done this years ago because I'm going to play the results. Jordan Love may be that dude. So you yeah. did it at the right time where he sat long enough. And Rodgers, to his credit, Rodgers was nothing but good to Jordan Love. We yes. have never seen anything where Rodgers was negative at all to Jordan Love. But it Love. was negative in terms of the atmosphere, the environment that yes. he created that it didn't lend itself to being able to develop Jordan Love. Like, he made it harder for Jordan Love, even though it wasn't direct. The circus type of atmosphere that was around Green Bay since they drafted Jordan Love and, and the, the subsequent pressure that would have been on him now coming into this year did not make things easier for him. So even though... He didn't treat Jordan Love poorly, personally. The environment that he created wasn't conducive to developing franchise quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. You might be great to me internally and in our personal relationship, but I don't know how I'd feel if I knew that publicly the perception around me was negative in a lot of ways because you were upset that they drafted me. Exactly. It's toxic. Your relationship with the GM (laughs) is so strained that you're forcing your way out because of me. That's putting me in a bad position. Yes. Yes. I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that is, you're dead on on that, but I don't know that we have any tangible evidence of this is what no, Rodgers actually did wrong to love. And I think we have the other way. But yeah, the environment, and that's a good point by the caller because, by Derek in Oklahoma, because imagine if they draft, as you said, Jaden Daniels. What, what is Rodgers going to say to that one? He's going to be okay with that. He's proven to never be okay with that. It may help Jaden Daniels out of LSU. Yeah, but what's his choice at that point? No, he doesn't well, have what, a choice. What's his choice? Is he going to go to another team? Maybe. Go for it then. Yeah. By, by all means. If that's what you want to do, then we'll trade you off. We'll send you somewhere else. But then what does the narrative around your career become? Yep. It becomes more about you being a malcontent rather than a four-time MVP in a Super Bowl champion. Absolutely correct. So, Jaden Daniels, as we mentioned, LSU is one of the Heisman finalists. Bo Nix from Oregon, Michael Penix Jr. from Washington, and Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State. So, I put down on my notes here nine guys that I look at with the MVP award that I was wondering if we could get into a top five for an MVP finalist list, subject to change, of course, Mm. based on week by week. But we're heading into that time of year where other guys are kind of falling off the wayside and other guys are really popping their way in. So the nine I have on the list, 
the, the, the grand list, I would say, to choose from. Insert anyone else you want in here. Take anybody else out before we get to the five. Okay. I have Brock Purdy. Yep. Dak Prescott. Yep. Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Tua. Patrick Mahomes. C.J. Stroud. Tyreek Hill. Miles Garrett. Uh, Micah Parsons. That would be the, the list of nine that I just – I have. Doesn't mean all of them are the right nine, but there's the list of nine. If we were to – is there anybody else you'd want to put in the big list before we narrow down to the small list? Uh, I'm just sitting there thinking, do we have any love for T.J. Watt? You want me to put him in there? I'm totally fine doing uh, that. Smalls, what do you think? By the way, I wrote down Parsons, well, and I it, promise you I almost said Chandler Parsons, just to be clear. Uh, it's Micah that is in there. I mean, well, we have to almost put Deron Bland in over Michael Parsons. Well, I don't, let's do... I mean, eight picks and five pick sixes? That also means people are willing to throw at you. Five pick sixes? Yeah, oh, I know. Well, let's do the committee... <laughs> Approach. Okay. If we're going to put him in, who are we going to take out? No, well, we don't have to on that one. So if we want to put Bland in on that one. Oh, but so then we're we, just expanding the list. We're expanding the general candidate list. Okay. Now we got to get smaller, though. Okay. Top so five. We don't, need to, we don't need to add anybody. Okay. Let's just go. Top five, then. Here are the ones that I'm going to stand on the table for. Okay. Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. That's one. Tyreek Hill. Two. CJ Stroud. Three. Ooh, I okay. That. I will stand on the table for Brock Purdy. I'm not. I would not have Tyreek Hill because I would not vote for a non-quarterback. But let's see where it goes here. So that we have four right now. And I did not put Jalen Hurts in here. Should I have? Probably. Probably. Okay. Yeah. If it's a, if we are just talking about impact on a team, and we're not going to default to it being a quarterback award, I will stand on the table for Miles Garrett. There it is. Okay. So until, we have five. But we don't have Hurts in. And we don't have Lamar in. So if we're going to... All right, let's do it this way. So this is how we're going to narrow it down. We each have... We're going to each take our one. And we're all going to respect the one, right? Nobody can fight off the one. It's in the extra two. We're the committee. We are the playoff committee here. So FSU is going to be left out, just so everybody knows here with this. Stand on the table for your one. Small start with you. For one person. You can only stand on the table for one right now as we narrow it down. The MVP finalist list subject to change in a minute. Go ahead, Small. Stand on the table for your one. So the way that I view value is if I removed this person from the team and the equation, that they would nowhere be close to the amount of success that they've had okay. so far this season. And that person for me is Tyreek Hill with the Dolphins. Okay. I think I'm going to stand on Tyreek. The production is unbelievable. Tua is in the MVP conversation because of Tyreek Hill. So Tyreek is my guy. I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud. Uh, I mean, this this guy is absolutely incredible. He's top five in passer rating. He leads the league in passing yards. And what you need to know is his team has seven wins, which is over doubled the amount of wins that they had a season before. So year over year, you're seeing the improvement that he's made. There are actual there's actual tangible evidence that. The production that he's having from an individual standpoint is translating to team success. And think about what the Houston Texans were before C.J. Stroud got there, and then think about what they are right now. This is a team that we all expect will be in the playoffs. Nobody had it on the board that they would get this thing turned around that quickly, and that's because of C.J. Stroud. I'll stand on the table for Brock Purdy. I just think he's awesome. Leads the league in, obviously, completion percentage, QBR, and is right there in terms of touchdown-interception ratio on the team that we have deemed arguably the best team in the NFL, but not record-wise. So we have three. We need two more. Who else as a group are we standing on the table for? Do we want to stand on the table for Dak? Yes. Yes, I, I'm, I'm, yes. Good I'm good. Dak, Dak I'm good. I'm good with Dak. Dak belongs with that. So we need a fifth. Our options become Jalen Hurts. 
Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Miles Garrett. Those are kind of the ones we've bandied about here that if we're taking the Cowboys defenders out because maybe they cancel each other out, who's our and we're taking Tua out because we're saying Hill more than Tua there. Who's our fifth? Subject to change. Ooh, I mean, Jalen Hurts has accounted for a hell of a lot of touchdowns. I mean, this guy's accounted for 31 touchdowns. How do you not have him in there? 31, 31 touchdowns? See, Lamar a Jackson has had a very good season, games. but the touchdown numbers, the passing touchdowns are pretty low for him right now in yeah. terms of 13. I'm okay if we want to go Jalen Hurts. Yeah, go Jalen Hurts. I'm, I'm not going to argue Okay, so our, our MVP finalist list released today on Unsportsmanlike, subject to change, would be Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, Tyreek Hill, and C.J. Stroud. Stroud. That's it. We are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. We are presented by Progressive <laughs> Insurance. Baseball winter meetings are going on. And just a piece of advice to Major League Baseball. I don't know how many times we need to do this, but I'm going to do it again. Just have a launch date for your free agency. What are you doing? The season ends. And now, by the way, don't get me wrong. There's actually a lot of juicy stuff coming out of these winter meetings. So much hot gas. Like, more than we've had in recent memory. It's so fun. It is. I totally agree with you. There's like seven different angles from this that I'm like. stars. Yeah. But why not have a launch date where we have a big baseball tonight special where everybody knows that Carl Ravitch and, and Passin and Buster and everybody are on there. And it's like, we're counting down. All right, it starts. Like we do in the NBA and NFL. Why don't they do that? Why is it just like, oh, did you hear baseball free agency is going on? Like, why oh, is it oh, an yeah. Oh, you know, what ti- you know yeah. what time it is? It's because they got a bunch of Ivy League analytics nerds that are running these teams, and they don't want to be the first ones to jump into the, the expensive part of free agency and overspend. That's what it is. They want to sit back they and see. They don't want see, Mozgov? They want, they want to sit back and see how the market develops. They don't want to be the ones to jump out there and set the market or, or set the going rate for the 
with superstars that are going to be on the move. That's what it is. It's terrible. Back, 20 years ago, that's how it was. When, when George Steinbrenner was running the New York Yankees, the beginning of free agency, the beginning of hot stove, they were going out and making a big splash. Mm-hmm. These front offices don't operate like that anymore. Everybody is looking for the deal. That's what it is. Everybody wants to see value. That's why we have these big analytics departments now. That's why they run the teams and not the people in the dugouts, not the managers and the coaching staffs. They run the teams, and and, and the way they do it is by showing the owner this is the value of this player, and we're not going to pay over said value. That's what it is. Boring. It's yeah. boring right. as hell. Boring. Right. It's boring as hell. So the biggest, the biggest I hate star. It. I hate it. It's terrible. The but biggest is that star wrong? free no, agent. You're right, and it's boring, and I hate it. <laughs> the biggest star free agent we know is Shohei Otani. Dave Roberts is the manager of the LA Dodgers, and said this at the winter meetings yesterday. Yeah, we met with him. You know, I don't want to. I'd like to be honest, and so uh, we, we we met with Shohei, and uh, we talked, and um, I think it went well. I think it went well, but at the end of the day, uh, he's his own man, and he's going to do what's best uh, for himself, uh, where he feels most comfortable. Okay, so Shohei Otani is a once-in-a-lifetime player. He's a unicorn. He, it, we have never seen a player like this. There have been people, including my buddy Chris Morales, ESPN LA 710, the mega station in LA, that have stomped into the studio in years past and said, Dave Roberts should be fired. He's not living up to expectations as a Dodgers manager. And I've always thought that's crazy. They've been successful. Shohei Otani has made it clear through his representatives he doesn't want things public. The manager of the Dodgers is quoted as saying, we met with him. Smalls, you know baseball inside and out. You've covered it forever. You have never seen a player like Otani. Why in your right mind would you ever risk the opportunity of getting this guy by saying to the media, yeah, we met with him. Would it be that hard if you're Dave Roberts to say, guys, listen, I'm not going to get into some of the free agency stuff. You know the areas we want to upgrade around this team this year. We always want to win the World Series. I'm sorry we can't get into the specifics. He may have just cost them Otani. I love when Ev does that. Like, this is what they should say in yeah. this situation. Am I wrong? He should have done what Ross Adkins did, the GM of the Blue Jays, who changed his in-person media availability to have it over Zoom. He sat in front of a white wall, wouldn't say where he was, was incredibly cryptic <laughs> because they're in on Otani. He, they are going above and beyond to respect his wishes. They didn't, he didn't want to meet with the media in person so he could get out of it if, if he got in a position that made him too, too, too uncomfortable. Yeah, witness protection. Basically. But that is shocking to me that Dave Roberts would do this because if you're in on Otani at all, it's not just right now with his representative saying that he wants to keep this private. People that know Otani knows that he's really particular and likes th- likes things his way. It's part of the reason why the Angels were still in the conversation up until they retained him and things didn't go well because he really liked his set of circumstances there. He liked the for lack of a better term, power he had with, within the organization that he could do things that he wanted to do. He liked pitching in that ballpark. He likes playing on the West Coast. All of these things are incredibly important to him. This is not a surprise at all that this person really values their privacy. And if you're wooing someone, if you're courting someone, why are you going to take one of the most important characteristics about them and about this burgeoning relationship and throw it to the fire? Because so I, I got more money to spend than anybody else that's going to be 
doesn't on Otani. matter to him. That's that not the, that's uh, not the if overall. If you spend a hundred million more dollars than anybody else is willing to offer, that doesn't matter. Of course, it matters. It's there are other agency. teams that could match it though. So that's I, what I can't I'm believe I don't I'm think asking the money's this. Money's the tipping point. Here Smalls, I can't believe I'm asking this. I know you have other gossip around the the winter meetings we can get to here. Is this a fireable offense? If they if the L.A. Dodgers learn, hey, you guys were on the five yard line. But now Dave Roberts gives you a holding penalty and you're back 10 yards and now all of a sudden the Angels are in, the Blue Jays are in, the Rangers are in. Is this a fireable offense? Context matters. If it came down to, let's say, the Blue Jays and the Dodgers and Otani and his team comes out and says, we were really wanting to go to the Dodgers. I Otani loves L.A. He wanted to be a part of this organization, but privacy is important to him, and he felt like that was breach. And we really respect the way that Toronto went about this entire process, and they protected Shohei and his wants and needs. If it came down to that, and you could have had this guy, and you fumbled the bag, I don't, the principal's going to come calling. The bill's going to come due if it, if it costs you Otani because of this. You, you think it's crazy to even think about that, CC, or no? Like, I, mean, I, I think it's crazy. I think it's going to come down to money. I think that's what all of these things come down. It comes down to money. Who's willing to spend? Who's willing to go the extra years? Who's willing to go when it comes to the highest average annual value, the yearly salary? I, I just think that's what it is. That's free agency. Like all, like things are never all equal. Like with situations, with circumstances, and so there might be teams that are willing to go to a certain level. But if you're willing to pay more than anybody else. You know, that, that it, it creates an interesting decision for the player to make. So Now, Buster only wrote an interesting piece for ESPN.com about the idea that maybe the secrecy around this negotiation could actually, Smalls, be hurting the sport. Do we agree with this? I totally agree with Buster Only on this, and I respect what Shohei Otani wants. This is his life. This is his process. He can go about it in any way that he chooses. However, as a huge baseball fan, as a consumer of the product, this is, as you said, Evan, a once-in-a-lifetime player whose services are up for grabs. Mm -hmm. Baseball is a sport that desperately could use some pub around a star. And the fact that we're not leading every show with the Shohei Otani sweepstakes, I, I think, tells you a lot about the state of baseball. And because we don't have a lot of these details and we're – we're getting reports here and there, but not a lot of intel on who's in, on who's out, on how the meetings are going. I think that that hurts baseball because we need the excitement and the publicity around a star like Well, that. it's such a moving target, though. We just don't know when Shohei's going to make up his mind, right? You have a lot of runway between now and when pitchers and catchers report in early February. So it could be any time during that span where he makes a decision. So it's hard to get amped up and get too excited because we just don't know when it's going to happen. Conversely, when you have NFL free agency, you know that all of the star players that are available, they're going to go in the first weekend. Like you, You're going to see the big contracts. Matter of fact, it gets reported a couple of days before the official start of free agency who's signing, who's going where, for how much money. That's the thing when it comes to hot stove and Major League Baseball as it's evolved you just don't know when these decisions are going to be made. And a lot of the times, guys take it right up until the wire in late January before they make their decisions. And that's not great for the sport in terms of creating the kind of buzz that you want around your stars and getting people excited for the upcoming season. And go ahead. Remember when Kevin Durant had his Hamptons meetings? Remember all of that? How fun would that be if that was Shohei Otani right now? If we could talk about, oh, you know. 
Tom Brady has joined the Red Sox and they're flying to see visit Otani and this is how it went and this is who was there and this is how they're wooing him. If we had all those details, just as fans of baseball, as fans of sports, as fans of greatness, how fun would it be for us to go along that ride? But am I wrong to love Otani even more because of the secrecy? If you end up getting him and you're a fan of that team, you love that he's no, not a distraction. Like, even though we're doing a national talk show every single day and the leaks are always good for us. See Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson situation with Diana Rossini's great reporting. Yes. Like, I understand that. But as a fan, like I would, I would pay extra to know, wait, this guy's not going to be a leak. This guy's not going to be a problem. He's not going to say anything to anyone. That if we have, a, we have the Chicago Bulls first night of the season players only meeting, that he's not going to tell anybody that. Am I wrong? To, I love Otani. I love the value he brings to the team to do everything. I love him even more because I know nothing about him. Not great for the show, but in general, as a sports fan, I love that part of it. No, I'm a baseball fan. I want to know that when he's meeting with the Blue Jays, he's saying, I don't like the color Gatorade you have in the clubhouse, and I demand it's orange if you want me to come, or whatever it is. I want to know how these things are going because it's so much more fun. You're taking the drama out of it by not knowing any of the details. So I guess thanks, Dave Roberts, for saying that you met with Otani and it went well because any details are good details as far as I'm concerned. Oh, if they bounce him because he leaked the Otani meeting. Oh, my God. Smalls will make us smile. Positive programming. I'm for it. Next on Sportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Alongside Evan Cohen and Chris Candy, I'm Michelle Smallman. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, and it's time for some positive programming. And today, I'm going to let you guys choose your own adventure. Uh Uh-oh. I have two non-sports things that are end-of-the-year awards, if you will, and two stories that are somehow connected to Randy Moss. Where would you guys like to go today? Oh, Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Is that a question? Okay. Well, oh, let's... Always Randy Moss. Always At all times, Randy, Randy Moss. Moss. All right. Well, let's start with Wes Welker. Dolphins Ugh. wide receiver coach Wes Welker. What? No Wes Welker? Well, he had a bad drop in the Super Bowl. Anyway, go ahead. I would say that it was overthrown, but that's just me. No. What do I know? I was on the field. I was watching. <laughs> is that a jar moment for him because yeah. he somehow brought it back to the Patriots? He did. I feel like that is a jar you, moment. You said Randy Moss and Wes Welker. I'm just saying. Stop it. I said Dolphins no. wide receiver coach <laughs> Wes Welker, not former New England Patriot. You wide did receiver, say Wes Dolphins Welker. wide receiver coach. Okay. Yep. 
Anyway, I think Tyreek Hill should be the MVP of the NFL this year. We had a segment where we were going through the people that we would stand on the table for. I think Tyreek Hill is so valuable to his team. He has at least five games this season with 150 receiving yards. That ties the NFL season single record. He's on pace, guys, for 2,098 receiving yards, passing on track to pass Megatron's NFL season record. And Wes Welker was asked about Tyreek Hill and if he's better than one Randy Moss. And here's what he had to say. Um, I mean, and I all due respect to Randy. You know, I love Randy. And, and Randy's probably the best deep ball receiver, you know, ever in the game. Um, but but Reed can run it all. Reed can run a whole route tree. He can run choice routes. He can run looky. He can, you know, he, he can take the top off. He can, um, his ball skills, um, you know, the, coming in and out of breaks, um, Name a route you don't like him on. I, I just can't think of one. And um, to me, that that's that's what kind of separates him in that regard, and and just his mindset and the way he approaches every single day and every single game. Um, you know, it's 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 very very impressive, and he's got the mentality um, along with all those things, which is the most important part. And he's probably that's probably where he separates himself the most. So he's saying that he he thinks Tyreek Hill separates himself from Randy Moss in a lot of ways and would take him over Randy Moss. Where are you guys at on this? I had to defer to CeCe, obviously, on this. So, like, to me, Randy Moss is the best individual receiver I've ever seen, in addition to Jerry Rice, obviously. Like, those are the mm-hmm. two for me. But in terms of running the entire route tree, are we saying that, like, the shorter routes, the slants, route, the slants whatever choice routes that he's talking about – Yeah. Like, he's better than Moss at? Or Moss just didn't run those as much? I think he's saying that he's better at those routes than Randy Moss was. Do you I think agree that's what with he's that? Saying. Yeah, I actually do. Wow. wow. I actually do. I actually do. I think he gives you a little more versatility in terms of the things that he can do. He can do, but I, I just – or he does, excuse me. But, but with Randy Moss, the way he impacted the game, I mean, like – Randy Moss caught over 20 touchdowns in one season from Tom Brady. What was it, 25 touchdowns from in Tom Brady? The, the in, 07 in, season? In the yeah. 07 season. So, I mean, like this, Randy Moss is a special, special player. I would say he's a top three receiver all time, and he's not three. Like, I mean, it's Jerry Rice, and then you're probably looking at Randy Moss and Terrell Oak. Like, those are the top three statistical receivers. So, I just – I don't know. It's, it's, it's rarefied air to put Tyreek Hill there. And knowing that this guy is still in his heart of his prime, because we don't have the full body of work, mm-hmm. it, it feels like it's a little unfair to give that type of comparison. But it's trending in that direction. I mean, listen, six of the last seven seasons, this guy's been over 1,100 yards receiving, and he's going to go over, what, 2,000 yards receiving this year and set a single-season record. Yep. So, I mean, you really can't compare him to any of his contemporaries right now. You have to compare him to the all-time greats, and to me that's the compliment in the question that was asked to Wes Welker. And that's why I love this story because a lot of times when you're in something, you don't appreciate the greatness. And no I doubt. think we need to appreciate the greatness of Tyree Kill and what we're seeing out of him right now. All right. Well, speaking of Randy Moss, Manning Cast, Peyton and Eli on ESPN Monday Night Football, they had Chad Ochocinco as one of their guests. Here's the question Could a 46 year old Tom Brady put up 35 in an NFL game with a 45 year old Ochocinco and a 46 year old Randy Moss? If they played right now. Man, Tom, hell no. Tom Brady. <laughs> 35 touchdowns? 35 points. 35 oh. points. 
35 points. No. 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 Bet against no. Tom at your own risk. Roll the tape, I'm not guys. betting against. I'm betting against Ocho Cinco and I'm betting against Randy Moss. Fair. No. I'm, no. There's no chance that those guys can score Ocho 35 points. Ocho thinks he could play now. Tom Brady does, too. Here's what it looks and sounded like on the Manning cast. I think you should implement next year when they have the Pro Bowl. They should have the Pro Bowlers, the current versus the past. What do you I think? I like that. I like that. The throw, the, uh, the okay. So not a not not a true old timers game. The, the the no, but the old time all stars play the young all stars. I like it. Bingo. Who's your quarterback? Who's your quarterback? Right. Brady. I mean, it would, no, you. you. You could be my quarterback. Carson. Uh, you, Carson. I mean, you can't throw. You can't throw anymore. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you like throwing one yard. Uh, one yard hitches all game. That's not any fun for the fans hey, to see. Listen, After reviewing I just, the play, the I just think it would be fun just to have the players from the air before just playing the young, like the young kid. I think it would, it would be, it would, it would be dope. I like that idea. I know Brady's still throwing down there, Eli. I know he's, I know he's got some secret bunker where he's throwing routes. So I think he's your quarterback. So Tom Brady responded to this. He said, with today's rule, give me Chad and Randy in the outside. We're putting up 35 next week. Wow. So two questions. Do you think that they could do it? No. Yes. And would you want to watch that version yes. of the Pro Bowl? I would love this. <laughs> I am all in on this for Wouldn't the Pro Bowl. So this would be awesome. I agree. A flag football game between the current Pro Bowl players and past Pro Bowl players, that would be so much more competitive than what we're forced to watch before Super Bowl week. That would be awesome. If you're looking at a way to spice up the Pro Bowl week, this is what you do, NFL. Take your cue. Chad Ochocinco just gave you a layup, Roger Goodell. Take it. Would you Don't play? miss the layup. Huh? Would you want to play? No, I can't catch. I never could catch. Really? No. Oh, I, well, I play defensive line. I can't catch. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like, whatever. Oh, what good am I in a flag football game if I can't catch? Rush the passer? There's no rushing the passer. You ain't rushing the passer in a flag football game, please. But that would be awesome. Well, Think about that. A flag football game with Ocho Seco and Terrell Owens and Randy Moss. That I'm would in. be so much fun. As our Brady expert, could they put up 35 right now? Yes, but here's the thing. Tom Brady, if he played today, would be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL because he's never not been, and he was last year too. The thing is, Tom Brady may be too closely a tie to actually playing football where it defeats the purpose of the thing. You kind of But want that's to, what makes it great, though. But wouldn't you Because you're asking the question, man, can Tom Brady still play? I want to like, see Should the team still call Tom Brady? If he's lighting it up in the Pro Bowl flag football game, it's always going to be top of mind. I want to see the guys that are in the commercial where, like, Emmett Smith and Dan Marino fall asleep. Those are the guys that I, I want to see. I want to see those guys, man. They're literally falling asleep during the see game. Those guys, man. But Brady and Moss? Oh, heck yeah. By the way, Brady and Ocho, uh, not exactly the greatest combination when they did play together to be fair i think that's why ocho was trying to say no i'll, yeah, I'll go yeah. with peyton manning because when those two were together uh, ocho wasn't necessarily great but yes all in right now old versus new flag football pro bowl we're in we're on sportsmanlike on espn radio thanks for listening to the unsportsmanlike podcast on espn radio you can listen to unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m eastern on espn radio the espn app and on sirius xm channel 80 you can also watch on espn 2 and on espnu Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, 
legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.